Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. It's Sunday, June 18th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine here going through Weekend Story. On today's show, we're taking a look at the law behind the regulators and just how bad things may have gotten. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Today's featured story is an opinion piece from Bill Hughes, who's the Senior Counsel and Director of Global Regulatory Matters at Consensus. Our piece today is entitled, SEC's DeFi Rulemaking Do-Over Falls Short. In April, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, reopened the comment period for a proposed set of rules that would redefine various blockchain protocols as U.S. regulated securities exchanges. A second try at reigning in decentralized finance, or DeFi, started in early 2022. The public had until Tuesday, June 13th, to submit comments, and comment everyone should have, because the fatal flaws of this proposal have only been exacerbated in the latest version. Alongside the SEC's enforcement-first mindset, this attempted rulemaking serves as compelling evidence that new U.S. legislation, perhaps something like the recently published market structure bill sponsored by House Financial Services Committee Chair Patrick McHenry, a Republican from North Carolina, and Agriculture Committee Chair Glenn G.T. Thompson, a Republican from Pennsylvania, is sorely needed. The central problem with the SEC's proposal is that trying to treat blockchain protocols as regulated exchanges simply cannot be squared with the Exchange Act of 1934, existing exchange regulations, or an accurate understanding of blockchain technology. So, what would it mean for something like Ethereum to be treated as a securities exchange? To set the scene, laws regarding securities exchanges were passed to address the risks inherent in intermediated systems that bring together the orders of actual buyers and sellers. The U.S. Congress sought to regulate exchanges only insofar as they were centralized entities that possess a uniquely important role in setting market prices and otherwise affecting market conditions. The SEC's latest rulemaking proposal treats exchanges as any system that merely sets up potential buyers and sellers allowing them to find and negotiate transactions with each other. In fact, the SEC quite surprisingly fails to properly consider what an exchange does. In order to be an exchange, the law typically requires that an entity conducts functions commonly performed by a stock exchange. But the SEC disagrees, having apparently misapplied the standard statutory interpretation. But worse still, the agency does not identify a single function a blockchain protocol performs that is akin to a stock exchange. 
And if that wasn't enough, the proposal trips over itself, explaining who may be considered part of an exchange. It lists a few important factors, as they describe, of indeterminate weight that offer no real notice and only raise more questions as to what all of this actually means for anyone participating in the blockchain ecosystem. In particular, the proposal does not explain the threshold of significant token ownership, at which blockchain users suddenly obtain sufficient control over the system to assume regulatory responsibilities. Nor does it address the circumstances when a service provider or a third-party vendor begins exercising enough control to become responsible, alongside its clients, for an application or protocol. In sharp contrast to these ambiguities, the existing law is clear. For a group of persons to be considered an exchange, they must act in concert. In other words, there must be agreement among them. The SEC summarily ignored this requirement, though. Instead, in order to ensnare decentralized finance or DeFi, the agency waters down the notion of collective liability to include persons engaged in related activities. But DeFi fails the actual legal test. Blockchain protocols encompass wide-ranging participants who are not always acting in concert. By their nature, open protocols invite people who are invariably independent from each other, both in terms of function and incentives. Making matters more complicated, so-called groups who participate in protocols will almost always involve persons based outside the U.S., and that matters because U.S. securities law generally does not apply extraterritorially. The SEC even recognizes this circumstance in passing, yet offers no analysis of how its proposal would affect groups that include overseas actors. This is a serious uncertainty that greatly distorts blockchain participation around the world. Most blockchain-related comments on the 2022 proposal exhaustively covered the multiplicity of ways the SEC was vague including the fact that in its initial version, the SEC seemed to be writing about blockchain but did not actually name it. The 2023 draft, other than clarifying that, yes, the rules would apply to blockchains, cures almost none of the long-standing problems. Relabeling communication protocols as negotiation protocols is just pasting a fresh label on the same contaminated bottle. Chanting facts and circumstances like a mantra explains practically nothing. As the Supreme Court itself has observed, rules are invalid where they rest on, quote, terms so vague that men of common intelligence must necessarily guess at their meaning, end quote. This proposal places the burden squarely on the blockchain space to guess correctly what the rules are. And that leaves everyone who guesses wrong, ranging from software companies like Consensus to the individual software developers who use our products, potentially facing hefty penalties. In a sense, this allows the SEC to determine whether a rule was broken after the fact a form of retroactive punishment that due process forbids. But it gets worse. Under this year's proposal, software developers who publish or republish code independently and for free, in other words, a developer who obviously is not establishing an exchange, at best, quote, may be less likely, end quote, to face registration obligations if the code is subsequently repurposed for use by a supposed exchange. This is an inspired way to disincentivize the development of free, open-source software. Any good-faith attempt to stay on the right side of these proposed rules would be nothing more than a stab in the dark. The 2023 proposal also compounds confusion by making highly contestable pronouncements about the scope of its current regulation, namely how the current definition of exchange in SEC regulation already applies to blockchain protocols. This conspicuous off-handed pronouncement raises fundamental questions for stakeholders across the crypto industry as to whether they're already regulated or at risk of future regulation or somewhere in between. As Hester Peirce, one of five SEC commissioners, aptly put it, the proposal, quote, embraces stagnation, urges expatriation, and welcomes extinction of new technology, end quote. As part of standard practice, the SEC must discuss the benefits and costs of their proposal and how they compare. 
So it's puzzling, therefore, how little attention this is given. For its part, the SEC confidently declares the main benefit is its expanded regulatory purview, as if that was all the reason one needs. With respect to costs, the proposal meekly offers that the fines would not be impossible to pay. As to their relative weight, consideration of which is a statutory requirement, the proposal is dead silent. Any sober analysis from someone with a working knowledge of blockchain would quickly show that the benefits would be illusory and the costs immense. The proposal appears to greatly underestimate the number of blockchain protocols that would be affected. Further, it does not recognize that these regulatory burdens are magnified for the ordinary individuals who participate in the blockchain ecosystem, such as validators, DAO members, and liquidity providers. There are constitutional issues with how the SEC's proposed rules would regulate speech. By expressly suggesting that software developers may be liable for their code, including those who develop software for non-business, purely expressive, or very often explicitly political reasons, the proposal has a clear chilling effect, given the long-established fact that computer code is speech. One would like to believe that broadly chilling blockchain innovation is not actually the Commission's goal, because that is clearly not a legally permissible basis for regulating. But that would require ignoring, steadily building evidence of that bias. You have the SEC's about-face on working with the blockchain space on a feasible regulatory framework, the learning sessions that morphed overnight into enforcement investigations, the backflip from we-need-congressional-action to figuratively shouting down a discussion draft of new market structure legislation put forward by two House committee chairmen, and most especially how the SEC leadership, that would be Chair Gary Gensler, gleefully publicizes his hostility towards the blockchain ecosystem in interviews, op-eds, and now even Twitter posts. Just recently, for example, the chair of this famously nonpartisan regulatory agency asserted, quote, we don't need more digital currency, end quote. In this context, one cannot help but notice how the 2023 proposal brusquely dismisses commenters' many concerns. Its callous indifference to deterring innovation and driving market participants either out of the U.S. or out of business entirely is palpable. In effect, if not also in aim, this attempted rulemaking effort is essentially a gussied-up ban on blockchain in the U.S. And so, it's the position of this writer that the Commission should either withdraw this rulemaking in full or carve out blockchain explicitly. Because as proposed, it is unlawful. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. Today's episode was edited by Ryan. And for those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.